Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, hey there, girl. How's it going? It's going well, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. I got to ask, you went to a beautiful city. Tell me all about it. Oh, I did. Yes, we are yeah. um, We are just back from Budapest. And <gasps> it's one of those places I've always really wanted to go. And huh. um, one of the reasons I wanted to go was because I wanted to go in the thermal um, baths <gasps> that they have there, um, <gasps> which we managed to do, which was beautiful. Um, tad bloody chilly outside of the thermal <gasps> baths, I have to say. Not mm-hmm. sure I'd fully recommend it in November, but anyway, <laughs> oh, once you got in, it's like stepping into a beautiful, lovely, warm bath. So, oh. yes, I can oh, highly gosh. recommend that. But there were just so many beautiful places to go and see and lots of scummy food, just loads of walking. Mm-hmm. Um, just really, really enjoyed it. And what was good to hang out with my man. Oh. And I'm pleased to say we didn't fall out before, <gasps> during or after. Oh. High five to high me. High five, high five. I remember that because you were like, just got to keep the boat afloat. Just got to keep it all going. <laughs> keep it all going. So, you know, we managed it. I'm, oh, I'm impressed by both of us. Beautiful. I'm so proud of you. I'm Although so proud of you. There was one touching moment in the thermal baths where either something got lost in translation or... The um, baths themselves are very large and we were waiting in two different spaces without any mobile technology at that point because we're just about to go into a thermal bath. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, But we did manage to reunite and didn't have a big bust up about it. So we are patting ourselves on the back. Oh, and that's fantastic because often what happens is the blame game of it's your fault. No, it was your fault. And then there's this, but then just recognizing of like, okay, (laughs) it happened. It's definitely still a discussion. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but the discussion didn't escalate. It was a case of, right, let's just pop that aside and go and enjoy what we're here to do. Oh my God, so good. Not You always do this. You never do this. I know. We're so grown up nowadays. Oh my God, that's so wonderful. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So yeah, oh no, it was gosh. good. It was good. It's always good. nice to just have a break, isn't it? Yes. 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 And should I ask how life is in Athens? Uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And it's like crazy. I'm about to move into an apartment that is completely empty of everything, including a bed and a fridge. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but it always works out. I wouldn't It'll... expect anything else from you, Anna. I know. And I'm coaching the entire night or through the night before I have to leave uh, my oh, temporary wow. residence. So I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but I'm just one foot in front of the other. I don't have How plates do you either. get yourself into this? I don't know. I literally have no plates, no cutlery, no, like nothing. I don't even have a table. I'm going to have to, I think, take my coaching calls from sitting on the floor. I don't know what I'm going to do. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's what's going on for me. I'm going to be just fine. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. all good. Yeah, yeah. For you build it and they will it. come, everybody. Build it and they will come. <laughs> yeah, fake it until you become it. I'm sure yeah. you'll have a plan figured out in no time. You are a very resourceful person. Oh my God. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the vote of confidence. I need some relationship news there, love. Give it to me. We've got, we got to get over to the desk. <laughs> okay. So today on the Relationship Desk of Love, let me ask you a question. If you were about to sit down 
and write your wedding vows for your other half and your future husband or wife that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. How do you think you would approach that? Well, I don't know if I would venture onto chat GPT just now. I think it's a bit too soon, but that's oh. the first thing that comes to my mind is maybe not chat GPT it. Well, apparently there's a rise in people who are <gasps> asking AI to help them oh write their wedding vows. I was right. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> audience, we do not prepare this, but the first thing that came to mind is like, did this silly fellow just go and chat GPT their wedding vows? Okay. Tell me. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what else is funny. So I've just read it in an article there. It was just saying about how there's kind of a rise in people who are turning to ChatGPT to help them and other AI um, instruments as well to help them to write their all-important wedding vows, which generally should convey your heartfelt, warm, warmness, fuzziness. Oh, yeah. All of the love that you oh, have experienced and all of the, the reasons touches. why you're getting married. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, that's what you'd put into them. However... People are struggling and unable to sit down and write those wedding vows. So they're turning to ChatGPT to help them. And oh my gosh. I, I mean, the article definitely advises against it. And I can kind of see why. Like, could you imagine in, um, if the stream videos from, I don't know, across kind of 150 weddings in the mm-hmm. next, over the next kind of five to 10 years, everybody's going to come out with exactly the same wedding vows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Well, I mean, hmm. I suppose that's the whole question about AI is like, how much will it be customized? How much will it start to have sort of a mind of its own or sort of like that kind of emotional like EQ? Mm. So, yeah. No, I mean, it's and then would I guess the smart person right now would feed the engine with some personal details, maybe to incorporate, I suppose. So still, though, it's not going to there's absolutely no way it can generate something in your tone of voice your kind of heartfelt way even with some extremely intelligent prompting which is Mm -hmm. I guess what you're talking about in terms of feeding the feeding the machine Mm -hmm. um funny enough you know I'm a big fan of married at first sight yeah yes (laughs) now in there one of the grooms actually kind of went on the internet to write his to write his wedding speech oh you would think that was dumb enough however he then went on to admit that's what he'd done (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Said it took him 10 minutes to write his wedding vows. Now, this is slightly different because this is a stranger married a marina stranger. So uh-huh. I can understand, you know, you might be um, kind of turning to other technologies to kind of help give you inspiration yeah. in that situation because you're not coming from your kind of own experiences. Right, However, right. even in that situation, you should still be sitting down surely and thinking about the experience that you're about to embark on and what it means to you and what you're hoping for or or what you promise to give as part of the experience oh my gosh absolutely oh yeah cringe I tell you what an interesting time I, Hmm. I genuinely do wonder if we are just losing all sense of creativity kind of self being um an ability to express who we are our emotions um and come from a place of self as opposed to everything else that we're fed. It's not just AI, is it? I mean, we're fed stuff repeatedly all of the time about how we should think, act, behave, believe, be. It's exactly. absolutely no wonder we've lost a sense of who we are and we're incapable of sitting down and writing kind of pure emotion. Mm. Oh my gosh, I tell you, this is so true. 
I value analog and staying off the internet and doing sort of things manually when I can. But I do realize it's kind of like a lost value. Uh, oh, kind of a I mean, it's absolutely it's there. Thing. Technology is there. It's in our lives. We cannot get away from it. And I'm not saying like, let's all boycott technology. I use, um, you know, I use technology every day. There's mm-hmm. no two ways about it. I use artificial intelligence to help to kind of craft things in a certain way. But I absolutely wouldn't, um, at least I don't think I would, <laughs> use it to craft wedding vows. Yeah. I think you need some sort of personal touch there. I agree. And the motorcycle outside would say that uh, is true as well. Um, (laughs) As I continue to be in my very busy recording space, um, I agree. And I think that AI is making me think differently, or at least the conversation around it is making me think differently. Like, you can create art, and I'm going to start to value that. Or you can create music. I'm going to start to value that. It's going to change the way that we produce creativity. It may change the way that we experience emotion or we express emotion, maybe. I'm, I'm kind of leaving that open to possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's anything like how we use smartphones, then we're destined for, you know, a total global meltdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, okay. Interesting, the way uh, things progress and develop as ever. I guess, you know, would you have years ago gone, kind of go to the library, would you have got a book of poems out and use that oh, to write your wedding vows. I don't know like yeah or we yes. maybe just we're interpreting in a certain lens maybe just we've always been the same we've always looked for inspiration around us and you know that's why you've got millions of libraries across the world yeah perhaps, you've got it yeah. perhaps that's all it is I agree I'm giving AI a second chance yep you've got it you've got it you've got it oh. all right now we yeah. have um, explored the love desk. Would yes. you like to explore a hot topic? Oh, yes, let's go. Today's hot topic judge, jury, and executor. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, that sounds like my mind, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me more about that. Uh, well, it sounds like judge, jury, and executor means that I am judging and acquitting or sort of convicting as guilty and then also determining um, a line of punishment for somebody where I have not even told them that I'm actually feeling hurt or offended or whatever. So yeah. that's where I go. What are you thinking? What, what's the spirit of this uh, in your mind? I think it is that. I think it's along those lines of... Um, actually feeling like we're in total control of somebody else's destiny or the destiny of the relationship. You know, obviously everything we talk about is in the context of relationships between um, between two people. We're generally talking about intimate relationships, sometimes we talk about other areas as well, because it's all kind of um, connected with one another. But I think in this, in this context, when we think about the judge, the jury, the executor, it's saying, actually, I'm the one that's in control here. I'm the one that's in mm. charge. And it's kind of my way or the highway. And um, and if you don't want to toe the line, then I can decide on your fate. I can choose mm, and mm. decide what happens next. I'm, You are not in control of this relationship. And it's almost like the other person, kind of at that point, if we look at it through that lens, doesn't actually even play a part in it. Mm. Oh, and that is huge. Um, careful what you wish for, because if you're looking to control somebody else, careful, because you probably will. 
but the checkout, right? That person then checks right out and then will passive aggressively generally rebel. Yeah. Yeah. You control the the pure spirit out of somebody and then where's the fun in your relationship? Oh, I coach around this. I coach these situations all the time where somebody has been so controlling and the other person, there is no fun. It's always like you're screwing Mm. up. You're not enough. You've done, you know, et cetera. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, but the thing is, is that we're, we're taught in life to control everything. We can control the weather. We can control our environment. Um, we've been given this false sense that like control is our birthright or that it's, you know, be smart and control everything. Um, but it's, it's actually the absence of control. That's where vulnerability lies. Yeah. So how would you know if you're a person who's living in this reality? Like what would help you to become insightful to like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Well, I guess there's two sides to it, isn't there? So I think I saw something the other day on, um, I don't know, some social media platform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all merge into one nowadays. Um, but it was about kind of what, what is it like 50 years on kind of what is it that makes your relationship successful and they had about three or four different couples on there and every single one said she's in charge (sighs) and it's like and I think we're being kind of fed this belief this story that actually if I'm if I'm a female in a relationship and talking about kind of male and female um relationships here and I'm sure it plays out in kind of um in same-sex relationships as you've got one that maybe takes on that role and that position so I'm sure it's very similar but it's that kind of narrative that actually you know if I'm the female in the relationship then it should be me that's in control in charge I dictate kind of everything that happens and it's that all kind of story happy wife happy life Mm. I'm not going to kind of have any views or opinions I'm just going to kind of go along with with whatever because quiet life it's easier I don't really have to kind of and I don't have to stress then I don't have to put really a lot of effort in either because I just kind of I go and I follow and I do and I and I you know take instruction so there's no need to then kind of take the lead or think about anything yeah so I think this is kind of very often a stereotypical um story that we have been led to believe is you know that 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 is the secret to a happy relationship is if I just stay quiet and do as I'm told I just kind of lead the way and I tell the other person what to do Mm, mm. everything's going to be hunky-dory and we're going to live a happy blissful Mm. life Mm. gosh ah like yeah no (laughs) yeah no so I think they're kind of like the how the two examples kind of play out in that. Yeah, so I think yeah. on a more kind of serious and sinister note mm. would be that actually if I can't share my views openly and freely or if I feel like there's no point in making a suggestion because it's just going to be shot down, oh. then I would know then actually I'm the kind of passive choir partner in this relationship. If I'm on the other side and I am the judge, jury and the executor, mm-hmm. yeah. then I probably feel quite kind of, I would, you know, on an extreme level, you might feel quite sort of um, bitter and twisted mm. and a bit kind of um, aggrieved in your relationship. And, and actually, you should recognize that your partner probably couldn't do anyway, even if they even if they did stay quiet, silence and just followed along. You probably aren't still very satisfied with that. You're probably still not very happy with that. Because it's not fulfilling any part of your relationship that you actually deep down kind of want and need. So I I see that 
And what happens is that person, then the judge, jury, and executioner, they just double down. I want more control. I want more control Mm -hmm. because they think that they want more control. But what they want is a, is a, is a partner who leans in. And the more you try to control, the more your partner becomes passive, um, like the most checked out employee and you become the CEO. It's not the role you wanted, but your behavior is, is making that happen. Yeah. Or even worse, parent and child. Oh, that. Oh God. And you wonder why (laughs) sexual issues happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think part of that need for control is, I mean, that's your kind of inner saboteur coming out. Because the need for control is masking something else. So there's something else that's there that means that you need to feel like you are 100% in control and you are leading this relationship. So that is absolutely, almost certainly masking something else. I don't think you're doing it because you deliberately want to control another person. Mm. And it'd be interesting if you were listening to this and going, actually, shit, I kind of recognise myself in some of that. I can see how I take some of those steps and I do some of those things. What I would say to you is that... it. This, it, this doesn't make you kind of a terrible, awful person. So the, you know, the first thing you shouldn't do is go to that then kind of inner critic that says, oh my God, like I'm an awful partner. Because that's not the case. You are following a certain path because you're um, most likely trying to kind of mask something else that's going on. Mm-hmm. So all I would say is get, get a bit more curious with that. Understand yeah. it, explore it, get some self-awareness about... Why is it? Why is it that I couldn't let my partner choose a restaurant or um, make a suggestion about something? Why is it that I couldn't um, say, do you know what? Yeah, okay, you, you, you take on the role of looking for the next holiday or oh, um, yes. explore options for kind of juniors next schooling. Like you, you do that. You pick that. Yeah. You go to parents' evening instead of me. Well, <laughs> you know, there's no reason yes. why you can't just kind of. And if you find yourself in that position where you always need to be at the forefront of everything, and you're probably feeling quite knackered by that as well, because the sense of responsibility and the weight on your shoulders is going to be playing quite quite a heavy burden, I would imagine. Well, okay, so there's that. the 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 tricky thing is, I love this challenge. the The thing is, is that. You can't say, oh, no, you plan this. And then, nope, that's not right. No, 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 you did that wrong. No, nope, whatever, whatever. Because that's that's the next thing to come down the pipe is um, granting the permission to do something, but then micromanaging it where the person's mm. like, well, forget it. Like, you asked me to do this thing, but then everything that I do is wrong, so I'm not going to help out anymore. Like, that is, you got to watch yourself. you got to be onto yourself. Yeah, you really got to be absolutely. onto yourself. But I think one of the tricks is to let go of control in a really slow manner, True. in a slow controlled manner, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, if you, so it would be quite easy to kind of flip into that behavior, wouldn't it? Of saying, oh, yeah. well, no, uh, I'm not really interested in that. Or, I, you know, I wish you hadn't booked that because I'm yeah. not, that's not my thing. Or I wouldn't yeah. have done it like that. This is, you've overcooked this, you've done yeah. that. Oh it, my you know, it's really kind of easy. And, mm. and I don't think we're saying kind of just relinquish all control and say, right, do you know what, it's over to you. We, what you want to ultimately be aiming for is partnership in a relationship. And sometimes you're going to be 100%, sometimes you're not going to be. And the other person needs to kind of flip into action. And it's almost like a seesaw that's going up and down. And sometimes you might be absolutely completely level. And you might be both kind of putting in 50% of the effort. Sometimes one of you is, you know, riding high, you are absolutely doing everything, the other person's on the floor. Yes. And we'll be somewhere in between. 
So I think the key thing is to, is about saying, okay, what would be one thing that I would be happy or mm. less less uncomfortable? Because you probably don't feel comfortable about anything. But what would I be less uncomfortable about relinquishing control of? What would mm. be one instance? Because I don't think it's just about the kind of the control aspect. I think it is about the judgment. And that's another part of this is, you know, what what is one area where I can identify that I am judging my partner? Ah, ah, hmm. Oh, that's a nice thing. It's like, okay, just one area. <laughs> just one thing yeah. that I know yeah. I'm kind of like, and it's, and, and you'll know that you're judging them because you'll find that statement, which is, you always mm. do it wrong, you uh, never. So uh-huh. when we're looking at those extreme words, we are in full judgment mode there. Uh, uh uh-huh uh yes oh my gosh yes (laughs) totally that's a great thing you always you never absolutely if you can catch yourself on that and identify like (laughs) I'm not a complete angel there must be something that I'm judging my partner for so (laughs) let's just do a scan yeah hey listen we all do it we're all as human beings we've got kind of judgment inherently built into us I'm sure of it and we kind of judge things and we judge people and we judge situations all of mm. the time because we want to make sense of the world around us. And we mm. do that by placing meaning on absolutely everything that happens. And we do it in a split second and we do it subconsciously a lot of the time. Mm. So we don't even realize that we're doing it. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Which yeah. is the hardest part. Yeah, I, I, I think so. It's fair to say that if you feel like your partner is checked out or that you've got like a Uh, more of a child than a partner like you could say oh yeah it's because they are useless it's because they're lazy it's because they don't care okay so maybe 40% of the 60% is true but like what part of that is because you are over controlling and they've checked out Mm. is there more than one percent chance that that could be happening and if so then just scan and just see and it might be one thing that you one thing that you try doing a little bit differently or even asking your partner like do I micromanage this? Yeah. And hold on, because there might be a tsunami of words that come out. <laughs> you might also hear like, uh, well, I tell you, but I think you'll take it wrong. And I think you're going to get mad if I tell you that. That's another sign that there's probably something going on. There's probably something beyond that. Yeah. I think often the response will be no. Like, because if you've developed this kind of dynamic in your relationship, there's absolutely no way you're going to want to rock the boat. And mm. to think... You know, often the response to that would be, shit, I don't know what the right answer is. Is the right answer yes? Is the right answer no? Like, Mm. how do I play this? Yes, yes, yes. And so I think there's a challenge to try and kind of break that dynamic, but it is absolutely possible to do. Yep. Ah, yes. So it gets back to maybe asking the same question several times and not, if you get the sense that there is something where your partner doesn't feel completely uh, open venture again it's about safe psychological safety right like yeah it is yeah. yeah and again once if we've established patterns it took a long time for that pattern to establish so it's not going to reverse itself yeah. overnight but small steps yeah. small steps yeah, exactly. showing up a little bit differently it's amazing the wonder you know it's another way to kind of open that door to increase the psychological safety is just ask opinions so instead Mm -hmm. of saying do I kind of do I do you feel like I micromanage you then you know because there is that kind of thing where oh actually I genuinely don't know what the right answer is here and I don't want things to kick off it's like Mm -hmm. nine o'clock I'm kind of ready for bed (laughs) now is not a good time for that and so you can get kind of an avoidance that goes on and rather than kind of that it's maybe 
asking opinions on things and then seeing what comes back if you repeatedly get a kind of you know a a no voice or no opinion no expression or Mm. I don't mind or Mm. it's vain Mm. or it looks lovely um I'd I'd probably explore that a little bit absolutely oh my gosh yes yeah don't take those responses at face value yeah you've got it so right okay nicely yes indeed indeed okay (laughs) whilst we're on a roll shall we answer a question let's go today's question i'm struggling to balance my relationship with my work and my personal life Mm. i feel like whatever i do it's never good enough in both areas What are some tips for managing a healthy work-life balance while still prioritizing my relationship? Oh, this is so important. And I, I coach around this all the time. The thing that is generally, so this is a very benignly stated question, but really what is often happening is I I feel like the general pattern is that somebody feels like they're not enough at work. And that may be like more of a self-assessment than anything, the imposter syndrome, they're working hard, not smart. Um, maybe they've gotten some feedback from their line manager that they, they're not measuring up and maybe not, maybe they just feel like they're drinking from a fire hose and just not being able to catch all the balls. But when it comes in relationship, there's often very, very strongly stated comments from a partner that's, that seems to indicate that they're not measuring up. So the work is not generally a direct, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm not doing enough, but in relationship, I have been told that I'm not doing enough. So that generally tends to be the person, the co- the person that I coach, mm. what do you, uh, so they're finding a balance, but what's actually happening is they're terrified because their, their partner's really kind of amping up the messages of I'm unhappy. I'm dissatisfied. You're not, you're spending too much time at work. I feel like I don't have enough of you, that sort of thing. So mm. how do you find that this shows up? So I think that absolutely can happen. I think in some instances, you maybe haven't got that feedback from anybody, both at work or in your relationship, but you genuinely feel like you're not measuring up. Mm. And the thing that comes up for me is around boundaries. So Mm. when we can set healthy boundaries in all aspects and areas of our lives, we can create a life that we want to live. I think what is probably happening in this case is there aren't any boundaries and I'm just generally not happy in any area because Mm. I haven't set appropriate boundaries at work. Therefore, I've maybe taken on too much responsibility. I've got too much to do and I'm not going to put my hand up and saying, look, Mm. this just isn't humanly possible. Mm. I think this happens so much nowadays in in kind of a work environment as uh, workforces kind of you know, downsize. We've just gone through a massive shift in employment um, where people are expected to take on more and more responsibility in the same hours, which mm-hmm. just wouldn't be humanly possible. Absolutely. And in, instead of kind of putting the hand up and saying, look, I get this, but I can't do the things that I was doing before and then do all this new mm-hmm. stuff. You've got mm-hmm. to tell me what to prioritize mm-hmm. or we've got to work together on a plan. And so instead of that, they want to kind of demonstrate and prove that they are Mm. capable and all the rest of it and often that comes from a place of fear you know especially if loads of people have just been laid off and Mm. now you're kind of like thankful that you've got a job so because you're thankful you've got a job you're putting in kind of an extra you know you're going the extra mile and you're putting in an extra kind of two three hours a day all of that adds up when you look at it and span it across the week 
the impact of that is then, I don't know, you maybe only get a couple of hours in the evening and you're knackered. Oh, and then the weekends, you're on complete and utter, kind of, you're frazzled. You've got absolutely nothing left to give. Oh. But you could come home to your relationship and your relationship obviously needs investment. It needs investment in time. It needs care. Mm. It needs attention. You know, it's like water in the garden. You can't, if you leave it, it's going to end up absolutely burnt out. Oh. Mm. So we need to tend to kind of both areas. And for me, I think if you've got stronger boundaries, you're able to say, well, look, do you know what? Yes, I'll try and take on the extra responsibility, but I need to be able to do it within these hours because mm. I've got other commitments. I've got another life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. This is totally, this is completely, um, I think that was the articulation I was missing is sort of taking it to, to reveal the boundaries on both sides of the fence in your personal life, what you've committed to overcommitted to in your, in your, uh, the expectations that you've allowed to pile mm. onto your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing here is around intention. So like, what am I intending to happen? Where am I putting my kind of energy and focus or, or am I not? Like a lot of the time we live a life without a plan, without an idea, without any really clear kind of intention setting for the the outcome or the output that we want to kind of produce in the world. So and that sounds very mm -hmm. kind of clinical, but it's not. If we, if I was to start on an exercise regime and I said, right, okay, I want to lose, as I have done several times, <laughs> um, I want to lose, I don't know, like five five kilos by Christmas probably not possible for <laughs> if I did right I can't then kind of say okay I, that's my stated position mm. that's what I want to do so as with this person my stated position is I want a healthy work-life balance mm. I want to feel comfortable and content in both mm. areas now so if we go back to this fitness goal and I say right that's what I want to do mm. if I then do bugger all about it and I don't change either how much food I eat or how many times I get up off my ass every day or how often I go and walk outside. It's like my own personal pep talk right now. <laughs> I love it. But if I have nothing, if oh. I'm not changing any action and I'm just expecting oh. because I've said I want to lose 5k that it's going to fall off by Christmas, it's clearly not going to happen, right? And I think Absolutely. the same thing goes for relationships, right? So we say I want a healthy work-life balance I want to be able to feel like I'm connected in my relationship I want to feel like I um you know I'm, I'm looking forward to coming home at the end of the day I want to feel like I'm kind of content with the hours I'm putting in at work I don't want to feel drained and miserable and mm. feel like I'm never measuring up in any area yeah, yeah but then if I carry on doing the same thing every day and go yeah yeah I'll do that project yeah no problem yeah it's fine yeah I can stay until seven eight o'clock tonight and mm -hmm. the time's ticked on by because clearly my job's really important and I'm an important person and I kind of know I've got this other issue mm. over there with my relationship but kind of it's you know it's today it's just today's problem tomorrow will be different we kind of believe that tomorrow will all, all, always be different mm. and we can make it different but we're not doing anything to make that happen yeah oh my gosh yes 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 ah I I've you know a lot and it, I, I experience this too when I speak with with my clients they're like yeah I should do that and I'm like well and we know this from our our, our particular Ooh. coach training program is if it's a should there's no energy behind that sentiment that is going to get action started. Is that like yeah. anything where you're like, oh, I should do this. I'm like, well, unlikely for sustainable. I know it in my heart too, but yeah. the should has to come to an I want to, or yeah. I, 
I want to do something about this. Yeah. yeah. Or the yeah. other thing is, you know, I get I get to do something about this. I get to make ah, this yeah. kind of a better life that I want to yeah. live rather than something that I'm just I'm on the treadmill every day thinking, oh, here we go. Groundhog, you know, yeah, back on that it. hamster wheel. It's honestly better that if you assess and like, okay, how do I change that should into I should do this? Well, change it into something. You, you, you can't say I should. You got to say something. Mm. So it's either I want to, I have the opportunity yeah. to, or it's I don't want to. Yeah. Because that is perfectly fine. Get off the fence. And if that I should turns into I don't want to, it's like, that's okay. It's low yeah. in the priority. And heck, if it's your relationship where you're like, I don't want to work on it, it you know, for, for one reason or the other, that's fine. But like, it just releases a lot of energy to be used yeah. somewhere else. If you allow yourself to prioritize the things in your life, no judgment on what yeah. you choose to be. I want to, and I get the opportunity to versus the, I don't want to, yeah. that's okay. And, yeah. but just, it but can't do stay. It with I intention, should though. do it with intention. Don't I choose to, kind of, yeah, I choose yeah. to do nothing and that's okay. It sounds weird. It sounds like I'm being judgmental, but nothing of the sort. No. You know, if you're like, I don't want to lose five pounds by Christmas and I don't, that's I not my priority right actually. now. <laughs> 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 or, or, oh, I should lose. To, I'm like, okay, well, do you, but yeah. choose a side and you're like, well, yeah. okay, I choose not to. Okay, cool. Think of all the things we can do with that new energy that we've got recruited. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we get sucked into this position, don't we? Of um, if you if you could take all of that mental energy that you expend, actually, kind of agonizing over a lot of the stuff that we do. When I'm like mm. a big internal talker, right? So I get how exhausting it feels. But if we can take that energy that we use with those internal kind of discussions that happen, and actually. Um, and with the procrastination that comes from those internal discussions and mm -hmm. actually turn that into some sort of action mm -hmm. and that may be an inaction yep. in that particular area, but we choose to do something else with it. That's like absolutely mm -hmm. fine. I think that's kind of what you're saying. Totally. Yeah. Uh, totally. Because if you look down the road, you will not have done that thing that you say you're shooting all over yourself that you should do. Yeah. You haven't, you wouldn't have done it anyway. Six months down the road, you wouldn't have done it. So yeah. <laughs> why, why throw guilt on ourselves? Why occupy yeah. our minds with guilt or thinking about all these shoulds and just spring clean and, and step out of denial. Yeah. I have to step out of denial all the time. There's, I am drinking from a fire hose in my life right now. Like I, I you know, but mm. there's obviously stuff that I will get done and there's obviously balls that will drop mm. and the balls that drop will be like, I won't regret it. So yeah. it's best to just not think I'm going to be able to do a hundred things in a week and reconcile with, I will do f 15. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of like just small action. Like what is it that can take? What is it that can do? My question would be to this person, you know, if I do want to take action, what's preventing me? What do I need to help me to mm. take the action I want to take? And that could be one small thing. It might be actually, do you know what? I'm just so tired right now. I need to rest for like two weeks. Mm. And in that two weeks, I need to park absolutely everything that's going on. And if I need to, I might kind of write that in a journal. I might type it up. Mm. I might go for a walk and mutter to myself on the lanes. Mm -hmm. um, whatever it is that kind of helps you to get that out of your headspace. Mm. It might be that actually, you know, what I need right now is just a couple of weeks just to, mm. just to pause, take stock. <clears throat> and then 
And like after that time, I'll say, okay, what's one, what's one small step I want to take? Whether that's, do I want to pick relationship to work on? Do I want to mm. pick work to work on? Because it's really difficult to feel like everything in my life is broken and the amount of energy that it's going to take and time to overcome that feels incredibly overwhelming. Mm. So instead we need to just pick a very, very small adjustment to make. You've got it. But you need that energy to do it. And now it's like such crap time. It is pitch black outside. <laughs> so, you know, it's yes. very hard to make changes when it's constantly dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've got it. Oh, you've got it. Just another six months to go, guys. <laughs> no, are we not? Um, we are nearly at the long, shortest day. Oh, you're right. It'll you're be right. kind of like a month oh my gosh. or so. You're right. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. The end is in sight. We right? are we are at the darkest days right now. Oh my god, I love this. I love it. It sneaks up on you, right? Because you forget. There's all this optimism. We barely forget that we've left summer, and we're almost at the shortest day. So okay, this is good. Yeah, this is right. good. It's all we'll good. be fine. We'll be fine, everybody. No one is freaking out right now. <laughs> Absolutely, we're nobody. permanently freaking out right now. <laughs> do oh. not do not believe that we've got all our shit together because we really haven't oh, and God. we genuinely struggle with all the same things the life turmoil the anxiety the um influences around us we are all there <laughs> the dumpster exactly fires the <laughs> i currently have a few dumpsters on fire right now God. We're just marginally better at sorting out other people's lives. <laughs> You've got it. <laughs> chuckle, chuckle. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, I'm going to go and try to arrange some cat beds because I don't have a bed for my new apartment, but my cat better have a bed. So I'm going to go and figure out her bedding situation and then I'll figure out my own. At this point in time, it looks like I'll be sleeping on a yoga mat with a quilt. But let's see. A lot can happen in 24 hours. I'm sure you're going to figure this out. Oh. You need to think, what are the three most important things that I need to do oh. to figure this out and focus on those? I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to exercise vulnerability and ask for help, actually. That's, That's a good do. suggestion. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Okay, this is good. That's Thank you, Sarah. That's a good idea. Thank you for buoying my mood. We have got you. And with that, it is wine o'clock. Um, yes, it's Noki o'clock for me. I'm going to go and make Noki tonight. Oh, Noki, yeah. Yes. Sweet, oh my God, I can taste that. I'm so hungry. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> well, right. it was a pleasure as always, Miss. And uh, good luck thank with you. your next amazing adventure that you <laughs> are embarking you. on. Oh, thank you so much. Ah, I'll need it. I'll and need I shall this. send some positive vibes across oh, the universe to you. you. Ah, thank you. I will need it. Ah, well, I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Indeed. Can't wait for the next update and installment. Hopefully a bed. <laughs> Just a bed. That's all I need is a bed. Just a bed. Yeah. All right. Okay. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.